0: (laughs) Uh, welcome back everybody to young to live by today we've got a fantastic show in store for yourself we've got a comment fairly recently that was very well thought out and obviously the individual involved disclosed quite a lot about themselves so we thought we'd do a video on it you know sort of do that kind of comment justice Mm -hmm. it goes like this i was raised by a narcissistic mother and i only realized it after an ego death on entheogens at 22 years old I'm now 24 years old. That was the moment when I realized my perspective on life was based on her manipulations. I'm gay now and I often have the sensation that, I re- that I'm really not and this happens because of my abuse and how she treated me. She slept with me until my teen years, always shaming my father for his sexual desires, made comments about other men's sexiness, get naked around me and so on. Now I'm trying to go no contact with her, but for sure I know my perspective on women has been deeply affected. I have narcissistic traits, I've done shadow work and I can see how I've manipulated people, most in the same way that my mother manipulated me. Now I'm at a very confusing time in my life, oscillating between a gay life and the task to fulfil my biological role. I also have BPD traits. I don't expect an answer to my problems, but any piece of advice helps. Everybody is welcome to give an opinion. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That takes a lot of courage. Absolutely, And uh, you certainly have our respect for that. Thank you. Well I guess this really uh, falls in with uh, a kind of a part two of the uh, Slaying Your Mother Complex uh, video that we the, we put out. It's unfortunately quite common that we're, we're, um, we're seeing more and more cases like this, although I can remember one very similar going back at least 30 years. Yes. So it's not a new phenomenon, it's perhaps just the volume of people coming forward with this kind of problem uh, which is increasing. The elements there are, as I say, all too common, sadly. And I really feel for this person and and what he's going through. And the fact that he's got as much insight as he has, Mm -hmm. I don't personally accept at this stage that he really does have a borderline personality disorder or even Mm -hmm. that the narcissistic traits are innate to him as Mm. such they're both more likely to be a symptomatic expression of his distress and the the degree to which he's identifying with them that means he's incorporating them into his self-concept that's important for him to get to grips with When we talk about an ego-identified complex, that's something which is incorporated within that shouldn't be there. It's not natural to us, but we've absorbed it through conditioning of the environment, conditioning through other people, and that includes the kind of thing that we've spoken about on other um, podcasts, such as how you may even take on another person's type, for example. And after a while we get into this confirmation bias situation where we will look for evidence that supports why we feel the way that we do or have the beliefs that we have and we can even go so far as to get other people to agree with that to confirm that within ourselves Uh, people will frequently do that to therapists and many therapists fall into that trap of actually agreeing with the presentation of symptoms So if somebody says I have a particular condition, say borderline personality disorder, or I have narcissistic traits, then the therapist will just nod and agree and therefore confirm a complex, a pathogenic incorporate into that person's self-concept. The self-concept is a specific part of the ego, of the ego, which itself is a complex. And within that, When you incorporate things in, you're basically building your internal mirror. The thing that you refer to to say, that is me. If you've acquired a theory uh, or influence that suggests that you have, as in this case, borderline personality disorder or narcissistic traits, um, you may then start to believe and act and tell other people that you are that way. Mm. Of course, you will know, deep down inside, that's not the case, that you're suffering, but this has been incorporated and uh, you get the split, and I think that's what we're saying now. Somebody who truly has a borderline personality disorder may well boast about it. They do, often they do, but the, not, this isn't a boast, This is a, this is a, a signal, a request for help. This is not somebody boasting that they've got this particular trait which is negative and allows them to control other people. Mm. He's been exposed to narcissism through his mother from his account. He's been exposed to personality disorder traits from his mother, from his account. And it's part of the overall ambience that he's developed within, and then he's selected certain things out to incorporate within his self-concept. The fact that he is now gay is probably also a function, as he says himself, of his experience. That's not to say there's anything abnormal about that particular sexual orientation, but within this specific concept, he is saying he believes that that's led that to to, uh, his sexual orientation at the moment. So he's seeing it potentially as a problem. It may well be that when he addresses and finally resolves this problem, that he's still gay and it's normal for him and he's perfectly happy. What I will say is that In many of the cases that I've experienced over the past four plus decades uh, of my own clinical work, I've seen the same profile of uh, distress emerging in people and the same shift into a sexual orientation that very often people feel that they wouldn't have chosen for themselves necessarily had it not been for the influence upon them, as in this case from uh, a mother whose boundaries were completely inappropriate. Yeah. So it's 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 uh, he's suffering terribly, really really badly. His solution is going to be deep, because that's where the wound is, and that will be at the level of instincts. Yeah. Uh, and how he's guided to that will be very very important with respect to the outcome. Otherwise, he may stay on the surface where his distress is, and become habituated to displaying the distress without solving it. It's what Freud called repetition compulsion, where we end up having to act out and to repeat patterns of behavior in an attempt to solve a problem, but it doesn't actually solve it. The neuropsychoanalysis analysts talk about it too, in the sense that a memory or a series of connected memories become so consolidated into long-term memory that they are truly unconscious and it's very, very difficult then for them to, for the person who suffers from a trauma that's been um, turned into that um, (laughs) long-term memory, uh, to deal with it. So in a therapeutic sense, there is a way out for him. There is a way to resolve this, but he would need careful support and accessing his own healing instincts and to understand his mother's instincts as well and how they may have gone wrong uh, and led to this inappropriate behaviour towards him. But from his accounts, he is a victim. There's no oh, doubt about without, that.
2: Without a doubt. I mean, the, the thing that struck me, Steve, from and and you know, he's been so open about his situation, mm. which is, like you say, is incredibly brave. Yes, it is. Um, it, it's almost as if uh, I'm thinking instinctively now, as well, as if he's been um, held in captivity. Yeah. By. Um, his mother's inappropriate um instincts really yes. and we know what happens to people in um in situ- in real situations where that happens where people are held hostage for mm. example that they're they're forced to adapt yeah. to the person that holds them captive
1: yeah stockholm and syndrome stockholm yeah.
2: syndrome yeah. and um it's no different, really, within the context uh, of a family, or you know, mother, son, or mother, father, son relationship, than it is where it's you know it, it's happening, maybe with a stranger. Well, why yeah. should it be? The dynamics are still the same, yeah. and the instincts can can be injured or be forced to adapt in a in a particular way uh, accordingly um and just that was the thing that that struck me that he's been so closely bound to her at an instinctive level that he probably doesn't see the way out because he, he he's taking a psychological perspective yeah. rather than an instinctive one for yes that matter. yes um but instincts can be healed you, they can be repaired you, but you do need to access them you do need to look at what instincts have been injured uh, and, and what instincts will liberate you as well yeah. from this situation
1: yeah he's put a lot of work in from what he's from what, I, he, from yes, what he, he says has. he's got a lot he's got a lot of insight he has, so all the, the preparation for the healing is in place it is that's the positive angle on this yes Uh, and it's real. It's a real angle. The way that he's been able to paint that picture suggests that he has sufficient insight, as well as the courage necessary to to go where he needs to go uh, to heal this. But Obviously a trauma, and it is a trauma, it's a long trauma. It's not a a sudden, short, sharp shock. This is a a, a continuously reinforcing trauma, um, has damaged his relationship uh, probably to women. Uh, and how he's likely to see them or even feel repelled by them Uh, for example a a classical Freudian view would interpret it that way that the, the repulsion would be based upon the, this obvious Oedipal style abuse by the mother mm. towards the son. So, any relationship he would have with uh, another woman would be like incest, symbolically. Yeah. Uh, and in that sense, he would have to reject relating to women in a physical way because his mother had, had pushed that boundary too yes. far. Yeah. And that, that's a classical Freudian perspective. And I'm not suggesting um, anything by that with respect to what may have actually gone on. I'm only going on, what, on what's been written. Um, but there is that instinctive level that needs to be looked at. Um, I really wish him well. I really do.
0: Sincerely and from the heart. Can I ask a question then? Um, you said that this type of stuff was on the rise. Yes. It also might help this, this individual to sort of detach himself a little bit from the situation and understand more broadly. Is it on the rise in terms of you know, your population density or is it because just the population's rising? In other words, is there an innate pathology or is it just, you know, just keeps growing with time?
1: That's, a, that's an interesting point. Um, when Freud first uncovered uh, sexual abuse in childhood, it was of such a volume that he couldn't believe it. Yes, that's true. H- him and <laughs> Josef Breuer. Yeah. And then he had to accept it because of the volume of it, and then he put it out, and he was attacked immediately by yes. all the institutions, including the professional institutions, mm. and he was forced to withdraw. Um, now it seems he was probably right because of what's come out over the past 20 years at least Mm. is the sheer volume, the almost normality of sexual abuse of children in one form or another. So it's probably a a question of reporting, I think, James, Mm. um, and and how many people are actually coming forward. Mm. And now, because of the internet, it's harder and harder for those who are doing the abusing on an institutional level to suppress that information. So it's coming through.
2: Yeah, it, it is a problem because obviously people are encouraged to come forward about abuses. Yeah. But very often they're approaching the very organisations that, that that are absolutely, um, you know, rife with people who are, you know, yeah. um, abusing people themselves, shall we say. Uh, and, and so... It, in some circumstances probably in many circumstances actually it's actually impossible for people to get the help that we need it is, yeah. um, and we without getting into detail we, we have some personal understanding and experience mm. of this as well mm. and um, this is where it's very difficult isn't it because these people are so vulnerable mm. and and if you you have the courage and, and a lot of them do to come out and say this this and this happened to me and then suddenly you find out that all all the doors start to close on you and that nobody' the the people that should be there to help you actually turn on you and that does does happen. It does. Um yeah. what what do you do? People are yeah. just forced back on themselves. Yeah. Um and, and that's that's very difficult because where else where else do you go for help but out into society and into the culture for that help. And and if like I say those organisations that apparently provide it are corrupted themselves Hmm. and and i'm afraid you know to say that I, my personal position on on that is that they are then it's very difficult to get the help that you need yes very is. very difficult
1: yeah he, he mentions um archetypes uh, and how they form from instincts and that is important and we have discussed this a few times uh It's important not to be distracted by archetypes and to not see archetypes where they're not there. In other words, where you've just got social constructions that aren't even genuine in that sense. Um, Instincts, yes, are incredibly important because if you access them, you'll find that your psyche produces a narrative for you that will bring you out of the problem. Uh, And that's where the best therapy works, is that the engagement with a therapist will help you to produce a narrative that the instincts will agree with and will match the environment that you live in at the moment uh, and will also match your through line of your life and will sync all of that together. So that's a personal creation in the moment and it's why we use, for example, enactments, uh, which is a very, very powerful uh, form of uh, of psychotherapy where you have a group of therapists involved with a single patient or client with a chaperone and things get worked through in a very dynamic way and in a healing way as well. But that generates or creates a mythic narrative in the moment that's entirely natural because nothing's imposed on the psyche. The psyche tells you, literally directs the enactments. Um, and something of that intensity, uh, and that power might be indicated um, for this person. Or perhaps something a little slower, and a little more measured and gradual but some kind of therapeutic work. Given his insights, I think he could work this through. I really do. I really do. I have nothing but respect for him.
2: I know we're not necessarily talking about paedophilia here, uh, in this situation because he he's not said specifically that, you know, his mother has abused him in that way, although clearly it's inappropriate.
0: Yeah.
2: Um but there are more female paedophiles out there than people realise. Oh, yeah. it, it's nearly yeah. it's always levelled at men, isn't yeah. it? That it's men who do yeah. the, the sexual abusing. But it's clearly not the case. I mean they are in the minor women are in the minority statistically compared to, to men who put, perform these of, kinds of those Of those work. who get caught. Of those who yeah. get caught. Yeah. Um but we've you know, we've known mm. female paedophiles oh, yes. and yeah. I think like you've said before, Steve, this idea of uh, you know, if you if you wanna um, catch a lion, go and stand with, zebra. stand with yeah. the zebras. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of them are female teachers yes. or nursery workers. Yeah. Um, again, working in professions where they have access to children. But it's it's something that's not again talked about routinely because it's nearly always leveled at men, and it's as if women don't really do these things, and clearly they do. And I'm really just yes. saying that to redress the balance. You
1: should have put that on. This is all it, it is. Oh, right. Right. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh,
2: I should have shut up, I? Oh, <laughs> not I? don't worry. No, it's just to redress the balance because it's always, you know, in this culture, it's men who do mm. this and men who do that. And, uh, you know, the, the, um, all, all the abuse is done by men, and uh, mm. it's always levelled at men. And, and women do these things too. Not to the yeah. same extent, it seems. And often in a different way. Do. I know it, you've, yes. you've often
1: pointed out yes. that a lot of the mm. uh, abuse uh, from mothers uh, is yep. through psychological control. It mm. is. That will then sometimes bleed yes. over into physical abuse. Yes. But they, they control so much of a child's life and how they adapt to yeah. the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they do. And, and they do it. I mean, it's obvious if, if um, a man uh, commits some kind of sex, sex act that, that, you know, you could describe as, as being abusive for obvious reasons. But for, mm. again, with women, it's so much more subtle. I mean, for example, we knew a, um, a female teacher mm. um, yeah. who... Would and she would put this out on Facebook, so it was out there in the public domain. That she would uh, get together with her other female friends just purely to to bath their their children as well yeah. as her own, yeah. and in particular um, mm. male children. Yeah. And um, you, you again, we've talked about libido, haven't we? In the we past, have, yeah. and about you know, you you know somebody from the libido the direction in which yep, it flows certainly and, and this is what you see with some of, some of these women is that they do put themselves in position where they have access to children
0: yeah. uh,
2: other pe- women's children obviously and um even if it's only something like batting them that that is part of the way yeah. in in which the abuse takes place so
1: and there was a male involved with that too who would sit in on it yes. at the very least yes. and also walk around naked that,
2: that's right in
1: front of these children yes. who are not yeah. his yeah
2: that's yeah, right. So yeah, you, you yeah. very
1: often uh, you know, you, you'll get a, a couple who are abused. Both of them are, yeah. and they're psychopaths, and they feed off one another. Yes. One is a higher functioning one than the yeah. other, usually.
2: Yeah, and That's, sometimes there's not. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I'm thinking about about it because mm. of the uh, the comment about the narcissism as well, because that can be a feature. Yes. Um, of uh, you know of pedophiles as oh, well. Yeah, that yeah. there is this narcissistic element to yeah. them. Um,
1: for sure, it has to be it there. It does have to be because there. Because you, you're not relating to children no. as children. They're there for gratification. It's about your own gratification. It yes, that, yeah.
2: that's what yeah. they're there for. Yeah. But um, it was really just, just to add that, because it's something which is it's not talked about a lot. No. Uh, it's commonly overlooked. But you know, women women do abuse. There's do. no doubt they do. about it. And, they, they, and, and
1: they shape the early psyche and do. the relating function they of both do. genders. They do. Um, both yes. biological genders, just to be clear. Yes. In yes. Our present climate.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: which is, again, to go back to basic young and also to uh, basic biology and neuropsychoanalysis, the imprinting on the mother for both sexes is important. Mm. Uh, and that is the relating function for both. A boy and a girl yes. child, yes. which is why the girl child's relationship to a father is different fundamentally. Yeah,
2: why it feels so strange and alien? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Which is an animus, uh, a, yes thing in, yes. in in Jungian terms it because is. she has to extend the genderized. Uh, relating aspects if you like uh, of her psyche mm. uh, whereas boys don't they relate to a female and then they relate to other females in that caring nurturing yes. way or yeah. not depending on how they've been um, conditioned shall we say by their early experiences yeah. but it is different for for girls yeah. they have to accommodate both sexes in in a way that men generally don't in, in that basic mm. way.
0: I just want to bolster quickly what you were saying Pauline mm. uh, it reminds me of the um, i think it was the fbi crime statistics from like 2014 or oh, 2015 yes. Yes. In, obviously in, in america um if you include made to penetrate yes then women rape men 80 percent as much as men raping women yes which is kind of like whoa i think yes. everyone goes what the hell is that i've had several yes. friends who yes. have, i say this so nonchalantly but that's the way it's treated yes. several friends who've been raped by women yes and it's like well, what, what do you do about that
2: yes, well, yes. What, what
0: do you do about yes. that Yes. Yeah. it's one of those yeah. unspoken about things that then yeah. perpetuates that cycle of abuse yeah. Yeah. And like anything if you've done that, that to a man what are you going to do to your child well
2: that, well, that's right and, and I guess um, underneath that you Absolutely. know, we're, we're, we're into instincts aren't we the, the desire to uh, for dominance and for yeah. power and control yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, all those instincts will be at work in those situations whether they're for men or for women yeah. Um. And there's there's no getting away from that. But I do feel it's important to redress the balance because so much, um, forgive the language, shit is levelled at men, and I, I think really we we should have a um, uh, more of a, a humanistic approach to things in the sense yeah. that we we look at uh, things uh, look at ourselves as human beings first. You know, even rather than men and women. And this mm. is what this is what people do. Yeah. Not what men do or women do but what people do to one another
0: yeah
2: and yeah. i think it should be uh, understood in
0: that way thank you for watching this episode of young to live by if you haven't already make sure you download our free pdf for integrating your shadow it includes the most advanced theory on the topic available anywhere on the internet as well as a full practical breakdown if you've ever wanted to integrate your shadow this is honestly the way to do it thanks again for watching and
1: take care